You're listening to the Sand Desk Podcast, a podcast for students and young professionals in the legal and corporate world who are on a journey to build their dream career without the hustle and overwhelm. I'm your host, Laura Lang, yoga teacher, corporate lawyer, and founder of the online community Many Poorer by Laura, where I share all the things I learned along the way from my time as an anxious law student and on the journey to becoming a thriving lawyer and business owner. I'll be there with you every step of the way, juggling the struggles of corporate life while exploring new and smarter ways of showing up in the corporate world. Get ready to ditch the traditional route to your dream career as we expand our mindsets and go our own ways. I'm all about helping you crack the code to inner calm in the midst of your busy corporate life so you can create a more fulfilling career on your terms and design a life that you absolutely love. So roll the windows down and turn the volume up and let's get zen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Send Desk Podcast. I've been so excited to check in with you here because this is the first episode of the podcast that I'm recording from Greece. And if you've been in my world for a while, following along over on Instagram or listen to the most recent episodes of this podcast, you know that I'm making some huge moves right now and I'm sharing all about it in real time as it's happening. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, then I'm just going to give you a quick recap because earlier this year, um, around two months ago now to be exact, I quit my well-paid lawyer job in Copenhagen and I decided to pack all my stuff, sublease my apartment and buy a one-way flight ticket to Greece. And that's where I am right now. I'm recording this episode as I'm moving through this journey and it's just all really exciting and really scary (laughs) so that's what we're here to talk about today and last week I asked you guys over on Instagram what you'd like to hear about next here on the podcast because I have so many things that I really want to share with you but the majority has voted and it was pretty obvious that the most interesting thing for you to listen to right now is the transition that I've made from Copenhagen and settling into this new way of living, working and just generally existing in Greece. So in today's episode, we'll explore the art of creating a feeling of home even when we've given up our physical space and embarked on new adventures. And this is something that takes up a lot of space in my mind right now, but I'm pretty sure that you can get something valuable from it, even though you're still living in your home and doing all your everyday things as normal. Because I'm not going to turn this episode into some kind of promotion for the digital uh, nomad lifestyle. That's not really what we're here for. It's not what I'm talking about. Um, Instead, what we want to talk about is how you can support yourself through huge life transitions, like not having a home, for instance, and doing that through mindset techniques and deep breathing. So today I'm going to share the three biggest methods or moves really that I'm currently leaning into to help me establish a sense of belonging and a sense of alignment while going through a major transition. And what I'm hoping that you take away from this is that you have all the power inside of you to create stability and grounding even when you find yourself in an unfamiliar setting, whether that be moving to a new country, starting a new job, getting ready for your next big exam or promotion or something else that is pushing you out to the edges of your comfort zone and into your next level. 
And before I get into sharing these three moves that I'm making <laughs> with you, I just want to let you know that I currently have spots available for my one-to-one -one high proximity container, Free to Flourish, which is a 12-week program where I teach you exactly how to dive deeper into your practice so you have all the tools you need to support yourself through big transitions like the one we're going to talk about today. And just to give you a little bit of context before we dive in, I wanted to share some of the practices that I've been leaning into before I made this huge leap. So in January earlier this year, I committed to getting up before the sunrise, which is <laughs> not that difficult in Denmark in, in, in January. <laughs> but I got up every day before the sunrise to journal because I felt restricted in my current situation. And I just knew and I had this feeling that change was coming. I had no expectations. I had no requirements. I just had to get my thoughts out on a piece of paper every single day. And even on days when I felt too busy and like I should be productive instead, I still made the time and the commitment to myself to get the thoughts out on that paper. And so many people asked me like, how are you doing this? Like, isn't it a little bit too much with all this practice and you have to get up so early in the morning? Um, maybe you should just like chill and sleep. But you know what? That's not for me. To be honest, my mind has never felt clearer and calmer and I have had so much clarity throughout the day in terms of where I need to focus my energy to make this change that, I'm, that I've just made and that I'm currently living. And all of that just by writing a few lines every day in my journal. I don't make excuses like I don't have time or there are more important tasks that I should be taking care of right now and also I'm super tired so I'll go and do it tomorrow. And I know you might be sitting out there wondering like, okay, but Laura, how? <laughs> and my way of fitting consistent practices into every part of my day has actually given me my time back. It's like I've replaced procrastination with a sense of purpose. And somehow I no longer feel like I need five cups of coffee in a day just to make it through. And this is something I've done through fitting a tailor-made schedule into my life that allows me to practice every day, even though my calendar and my inbox, they're both flooded with appointments and deadlines and new emails. And this is why I am so excited to be offering Free to Flourish at an insane price for a limited time only. So the early bird pricing for Free to Flourish is on right now and it goes up later this week on Thursday to be more specific. And Free to Flourish really includes all the secrets that I uncovered while transitioning from being this anxious law student that I was a couple of years ago to becoming the thriving lawyer and professional business owner. So it's fair to say that I will never be offering Free to Flourish at this price level ever again. The thing is, you can fly economy class or business class on this program, which means that you have two different options to join the program. And just to clarify exactly what I mean by economy and business class, here's the thing. When I first started looking around for more experienced yogis and mentors that could help me reach my next level in my practice and in my life, the biggest thing that was holding me back was that their programs were so expensive and required a long-term commitment. So there was no doubt that I really wanted to join these programs, but I just didn't feel like I could afford it or that I could commit to it. 
And that's why I've decided to make Free to Flourish available at two different levels. So if you're in a space right now where you're kind of curious but feel restricted because of time or money, then the economy class version of Free to Flourish could be something for you to consider. This gives you the option to, to join the program for four weeks only at a much lower rate. And this way you'll get a taste of what the transformation looks like. Whereas if you join the business class option of the program, it is obviously the full 12 week program where we go into so much more detail. And if Free to Flourish sounds like something you might be interested in, or you're sitting out there wondering like, wow, this sounds amazing, but I'm not sure it's the right fit for me, or how do I even go about this, then I'm going to pop some details in the description to this episode where you can read much more about Free to Flourish. And also this week, I've opened up some spots for clarity calls where we can get to know each other and talk about whether this is the right thing for you. Okay. Enough about free to flourish. Let's dive into these three big moves that I'm currently leaning into to create a feeling of home, even though I've given up my big, light, amazing apartment in Copenhagen and I'm now living out of a suitcase in a Greek eco community. <laughs> Okay, firstly, I hope that this doesn't come as a surprise to you if you know just a little bit about me, but the most important thing that I'm leaning into right now is to craft a nurturing routine. Now, what exactly does this mean? There is nothing bigger that can throw us off track than being removed from our normal environment and surroundings. Like at the moment, I can't even remember where I've left my watch or where my toothbrush is. And it's all these small, simple things that when we're at home, we can just operate on auto to pilot it's no biggie but right now i am spending so much energy on just my basic survival needs honestly and so having some kind of routine is really helping me to ensure that i can get the work done that i want to get done but at the same time that i that i have time to relax and explore greece because that is also a really big part of why i decided to make this move now, I've always been a really structured and disciplined person, so creating routines and sticking to them are really easy for me. But I definitely acknowledge that this is something that doesn't come easy for a lot of people. And so to give you a little bit of inspiration, I want to share with you what my current routine looks like and what I incorporate into it. I'm not saying that it's that it couldn't change, like right now everything is a little bit up in the air and I still need to settle in, so here's what the routine looks like at the moment, but it's just to give you some kind of inspiration. And really this routine is quite similar to how I would lead my life in Copenhagen. Now I just have the flexibility to make the tweaks that feel right for me because I no longer have an employer breathing down my neck. I'm my own employer now, which is scary as anything, but it comes with a certain level of responsibility. Nonetheless, having a routine is almost like creating a container around you that can keep you safe and stable, even though everything else seems a little bit like a circus. So this is what my routine looks like right now. So the sun is rising around 6, 6.30 here in Greece at the moment. And it is July, so it's really hot. So usually I wake up without an alarm, just with the sun in my face, which is quite new for someone like me who's used to just waking up in darkness in Copenhagen. And I am such a sunshine chaser like I always want to be in the sun I always want to be where the sun shines so waking up like this with light mornings it's just such a game changer for me and I can feel on my energy level how it's making such a big difference 
So I get up around six or seven o'clock and then I love my morning routine like morning routines are everything for me I feel like if I had the time I would just spend five hours (laughs) doing all the things I love and right now I actually have the luxury of saying I'm gonna spend as much time doing the things I love in the morning as I want to because I don't have to be inside an office at any given time so my morning routine looks quite different at the moment at home in Copenhagen it was very structured I was doing all the same things in the same order I would be meditating I'd be saying out affirmations to myself I would be journaling I'd be moving I'd be breathing and something definitely changed in this routine as I went to Greece and I think that's okay like I don't have to do the same thing every single day so sometimes I get up and I'm like wow I just need a cold shower and then I need to move my body then that's what I'm gonna do I've had other mornings where I was like wow the beach is so close I'm gonna pack my backpack and then I'm gonna take my yoga mat with me and a bottle of water and go down have a swim and practice by the beach these um, routines can look so different and I think once you nail down the basics you have this big box of different tools that you can tap into and see okay what does my energy level actually feel like today maybe I'm really exhausted so maybe that's a day where you're not getting into like a big cardio workout and doing all the things but more like actually I'll just stay in bed and meditate for 10 minutes and write down three things I'm grateful for. So I'll have that morning routine running from between like 6 to 9, 10 a.m. Go up to the community kitchen and make some breakfast and some coffee. And then what I try to do is create some kind of work environment around myself. I don't have anyone expecting me to be anywhere. Right now I work on my business, Manipura by Laura, and I work freelance legal. And no one's expecting anything of me. I have to keep myself accountable 100% of the time. And it's easy and it's difficult at the same time. But so what I do is I try to at least open up my laptop around 10 in the morning. And getting to work at 10 in the morning is such a big difference for me like usually I would be ready to work at 8 30 sharp pulling out all my contracts and just diving in with my headphones on and 10 a.m would be the time I would normally take my first coffee break and talk to some colleagues um but I have the time and the space right now to create a routine around my work that fits me and so I usually work from around 10 and until 2 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So I don't take a lunch break. I just sit down, put my headphones on and I get shit done. This works really well for me. I'm, I've am i had also people say in personality tests or like results in personality tests reveal that I uh, work faster than the majority. And I think that's really true. And it's it's just a strength that I like to tap into and say, okay, I have a list of the things I want to get done. I want to get them done because around two or three in the afternoon, I want to go get myself some Greek lunch. I want to have time for a longer yoga practice. Maybe I want to go to the beach. Maybe I want to go explore in Greece. And 
one of the most important things is that I want to be able to disconnect from screens. And so that afternoon fun time usually extends into the evening. I've been doing some really cool things here in Greece, in Greece up until now. I've been exploring so many different beaches. Last week I, I went to this um, dance therapy workshop event in the community where I'm staying and I didn't really know what to expect but it was kind of like a meditative practice through dancing. So very similar to yoga but also very different because when you go to a yoga class usually you have a teacher telling you exactly what to do like put your left hand here right hand here arms up over inhale exhale whatever and for this dance event I really felt like it was pushing me out of my comfort zone again and again just like just move your body as you want to while you breathe and while you meditate and I think it's so important to try and expand our practice into trying different things. So those are some of the things that I've been up to. And then around 8 p.m. and until 11, I will have dinner. I will do evening activities like meditating, journaling. Maybe I'll go connect with some new people here. Um, and I've also been going to the beach and just watching the sunset. There is really something about getting your body into that rhythm of seeing the sunrise and seeing the sunset that just feels so healthy <laughs> and so basic and vital. And that is one of the things that I just want to have time for and that's what I'm doing because I am the master of my own schedule at the moment and I cannot stress enough the importance of establishing a routine that incorporates space for quiet reflection movement and dedicated working hours this is basically how I keep myself sane to ensure that I don't hang around on the beach all day without getting anything done like while that might be good for a couple of days I'm very mindful that I didn't make this move just to go on vacation in Greece for a year that's not why I'm here it's not making me feel empowered and fulfilled I have goals I want to achieve in my business and in my legal career and I'm working towards them every single day while I make sure to have plenty of space for taking care of myself and relaxing and while this might all sound super duper dreamy and amazing, I want to share with you that this is not easy at all. Everything is new and I'm implementing this routine to take really good care of myself because I know and I have experienced firsthand what happens when you throw yourself out on deep water without having any tools or any strategies to hold yourself inside big transitions like this. And so I want to also share the backside of what's going on right now. Because when we throw ourselves into new challenges, it's very common for some of our old negative patterns to be activated and come up to the surface. And so one of the first days I had here in Greece, I actually had a really rough day of just feeling disempowered and most of my thoughts were just generally self-sabotaging. It's almost like I had a moment of forgetting everything that I practice and everything I preach here on the podcast and, and to my students. And so I fell right back into some of the tendencies that I had years ago while studying law, which were all very destructive. But the difference this time was that I was very aware of what was going on and I knew that I had all the tools inside of me to shift out of the state. And so I want to share with you what I did and this is a, actually leading into the next method or move that I was going to share with you. So the first thing if you hadn't noticed was crafting this nurturing routine. 
And aside from sticking to my routine, one of the most important methods that I use to carry myself through this change is my community and my support system. Whether that be friends, family or mentors, I have all the people around me right at my fingertips, like right now they're mainly in my phone. But I cultivate these relationships like nothing else because I know that that means that they are here on a day like the one I just had they catch me they support me and really what they do is they reflect back to me all the things I already know to be true they just do it at a time where I seem to have forgotten about it and so the first thing I did on this day when I wasn't feeling good was to text a friend and say hey I need to talk to you something's going on and in a matter of minutes my mind and my state of mind had changed and I could fall asleep without a problem this was in the evening and additionally I'm currently working with two mentors who support me tremendously and have given me so much support through this transition in fact I want to say that they are some of the biggest catalysts for why I'm actually doing what I'm doing right now they saw the light in me before I saw it in myself and they keep pushing me forward and they hold space for me when it gets a little too exciting (laughs) and I meet online with both of my mentors regularly but in between our meetings they're also available via text message voice notes and so when I find myself in a situation like this I can just pop into Voxer or WhatsApp and start talking or texting telling them exactly what is on my mind. And I had never thought that online coaching or mentoring like this would be anything for me. But truly, I have had big personal issues resolved like this in a matter of minutes because I had this opportunity to connect and ask for help. And when I woke up the next day here in Greece after my little detour back to destructive town, I already felt so much better because I had given myself space to process what was going on and said it out loud to someone else who could really help me reframe the way that I was thinking about my situation and see the empowering side of it instead. And this is another thing that I want to share because I think it's very common for many young women, especially definitely myself included, to be like, I'm supposed to be able to handle everything on my own. And with this transition, I've really just had to say, you know what, I can't do everything alone. I'm not supposed to. It's not nice to do it all alone. I need help. I'm strong when I ask for help and I let other people guide me while I find calm inside myself. And so if there's a takeaway that I wish you get from me sharing this, it is that there is so much power in letting go of our need for complete independence and embracing the power of accepting help from others. Now, that is a move that strong independent women make because that shows the level of kindness and compassion and acceptance that you have for yourself in your situation. And I'm not sitting here saying that it's been easy for me, but I'm doing my best to reach out and let other people help me and guide me when the pressure gets too high. All right, and this ties so well into the last thing that I was going to say, which is that there is really something to acknowledging that it won't always be easy or magical. Last week I had a call with one of my private clients inside Free to Flourish and I asked her how she was doing and she said, yeah, it's all right, I'm happy, I'm done with my exams for the semester, but obviously I'm not in Greece like you, so it's not that great. 
And immediately I thought, you know what, it's really important that we don't paint a picture of difficult changes and transitions as something super glossy and rainbow colored and amazing. Because as I've said already, this transition is hard. My life is not an Instagram bikini yoga life right now. Yes, it might look amazing from what you've seen maybe over on Instagram. But I'm working really hard to not get in my own way and every day is like breaking out of my comfort zone and that is not always a pleasant experience. But I do it anyway and I keep going because I have support, I have routines, I have courage to keep going and to keep creating a life for myself that I know I'm worthy of. And if you know how many times since I made this decision back in May, quitting my job and saying, okay, Laura, we're going to do this. I've also said to myself almost every day, like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'll stay where I am because that's safe. Like I have said it so many times, I've like, I've lost count. But recently I heard about this study that helped me reframe that. And in this study, they talked about how we as human beings are more likely to keep ourselves stuck in old pain and discomfort because we are already used to that type of pain. So because we've been hurt in the same way so many times, it's easier to stay with that as opposed to taking a leap, leaning into the unknown and feeling a new type of discomfort. And that's also pain, but it's a different type of pain that we're not used to feeling in the same way. And so it's easy for us to choose the familiar pain over the not so familiar pain. And that's what I really want you to get out of this last move that you have all the power and courage inside of you to lean into the outer edges of your comfort zone and to throw yourself into things that seem scary. No one said that it was going to be easy or comfortable, but if you keep yourself stuck in a place of comfort but feel dissatisfied there, then what's even the point? Okay, my friends, that is all I had to say about creating a home away from home through your practice today. So I'm going to quickly summarize them for you. And if you're like me and already forgot about the first tip, then <laughs> here we go. So the top three methods that I suggest you lean into when moving through difficult times are to create a nurturing routine, to embrace your community, ask for help, and let it be okay that you can't do everything on your own. And finally, this reminder that nothing is ever as glossy and amazing as it looks from the outside. And it's our job through consistent, skillful practice to lean into the unknown and resist our immediate need to stay inside our comfort zone. I hope that you feel inspired and I hope that you got something valuable from it and that even though you're in a different place in your life right now than where I am, that some of these learnings and methods can still be useful or inspirational for you as you keep diving deeper into your practice and explore new opportunities to connect with yourself and grow into the next level of yourself. And I hope that it helps for you to know that as you're going through challenges in your life, I'm right over here by your side, making all the moves with you. And I keep talking about it and the dark sides of it as well, because if there's something we don't need more of, it's definitely that feeling of comparing ourselves to people who seem to be living amazing lives. Whatever you see or hear, people are always going through challenges. And our practice is such a beautiful way of moving through these challenges and holding and supporting ourselves through whatever we're going through. 
Right. Thank you so much for listening. As you know, this podcast is a totally independent production. So every little bit of support from you truly means so much to me. And if some of what you've heard today has inspired you to take action and dive deeper into your practice, I really encourage you to go and check out the the links that I've dropped in the episode description about Free to Flourish, my one-to-one high proximity container, where I teach you how to create a consistent mindful practice to infuse spaciousness into your life and skyrocket your career. And if you're feeling the pull, there's a link to book a free discovery call with me so we can get to know each other and talk about whether free to flourish is the right fit for you remember that the prize is going up on thursday so if you want in this week is your chance if you enjoy the show please 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 do me a favor and grab your phone send a message with a link to this episode to your law or corporate bestie so we can get this valuable content in their ears that would mean so much to me and hopefully they will learn something super valuable from the episode just like you And you would totally make my day by rating the podcast on your favorite platform, going into Apple Podcasts and leaving a short review. This way you can help the podcast grow, expand, so we can get the episode in the ears of all the future generations in the legal and corporate profession. Okay, that's all I had to say for now. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here on the Zendesk podcast the next time.